What's up, Imperial? Uh, This is your commissioner, week two podcast, and I have everybody's favorite person here, Sacco. What's up, Sacco? Say hello. Hello, hello. Got a, a fun podcast ahead, but first, Travis Scott. All right, what's up, Sacco? How you feeling today? Good, can't complain. Awesome. Last week, we had our first ever podcast. We had a last year's champ on there, um, who you share a little bit of a history with. And he told us a story about you guys. We wanted to hear your side. How do you remember that season going down um, and that crucial mistake in the finals happening? Well, first off, let me say excellent job being commissioner so far this year. Thank you, thank you. Um, we've had many, uh, many a disappointing commissioners in the past. Um, as recently as last year's commissioner, who uh, I'd like to say did a tier three job. Okay. Uh, but excited to nice. see the podcast so far. Appreciate um, that. So let me give you the, the way um, the history with Usman went down. Uh, Usman, as you know, was moving to Austin to do a, a program for six months, um, which I think he copied Chakbar's original idea where Chakbar came up with this plan to do this program. And then Usman basically wanted to be like Chakbar. And so he said, yeah, me too. I'm going to do the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Everyone's got a, a role model. And if, if Chakbar is Usman's role model, that's okay. Um, but so, so Usman said, hey, like, um, hey, can you help? Can you manage my team for the season? Because I'll be really busy, you know, going to school. So I was like, all right, sure. Like, I'm happy to help. Um, so we started this season, we started the season off really well. Um, our team was crushing it keyword, our team, because I did think that it was a, it was something we were doing together at the time. Um, and I basically did handle most of the work for the entire year. I did everything that needed to be done. If you go back and look at that season, um, we, I finished the season, um, with the best record in the league. Um, I finished the season with the most points for our team in the league with over 1,700 and no other team breaking that mark. So we beat the next best team with points scored by 50. Um, and we even left some waiver budget on the table with $10 left at the end of the season. So we, we did everything that needed to be done. Um, and we got all the way to the championship game, which took place from December 20th to December 26th so over the holidays. And I like to take trips often over the holiday season. Um, and so that was one where I basically managed the team throughout the season. And I, I got to the last week in the last championship round. Um, and there was one decision that needed to still be made. And that was um, who we would start at tight end. Um, and that was going to basically determine who won the championship. Um, and so we, we basically needed someone to score three points. Um, if we scored three points, we would have won the championship. Um, and Zane would not have a, a second ring. Um, and I think everyone can agree that would be better for our, everyone in the league if Zane did not have a second ring. Correct. Uh, we wouldn't get, have to watch him wink and, and do the little look that he does or show people <laughs> the blinker. Um, so I asked him, hey, just pick up a tight end. Let me know how it goes. I'm heading out to the slopes, and I'm going to go skiing for the day. 
and we bounced a couple ideas and never in our discussion did uh, uh, quote unquote Hunter Henry come up as an option. We talked about Charles Clay, um, who was an option that would easily have gotten us three points. Um, but for whatever reason, Usman overthought the decision um, and he decided to pick up the second tight end on a team. So remember, this is a, a team that has Antonio Gates as their starting tight end who did play in that game. He was not out. He was not a DNP. He was not injured. So Usman decided, no, no, the tight end position is so deep that we should pick up this team's second tight end because he's the guy I want rather than Charles Clay, who, you know, Tyrod Taylor's favorite target in Buffalo, great tight end, breakout season in 2016. So we ended up obviously getting, I think, zero points from Hunter Henry in that game. Um, And we, we obviously lost the championship by... A margin of 3.2 points, um, and that's how, how it went down. That's tough. Um, definitely fun hearing both sides. I don't know who to believe, but uh, I'm glad that our fans got to hear that. Now, you got all the way to the finals as that co-manager. You came into the league on your own, and last year you ended up with the Sacco. How did it feel going from that final spot to a team you obviously carried to, you know, ending up in last place last year? Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um, I did end up Sacco. Um, I acknowledge it happened. There's nothing I could, I could do about it. Um, uh, looking back, I think, look, I started the season with, I think, the number one overall pick, and I drafted uh, David Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think I was the number one overall pick. Um, and obviously David Johnson broke his hand on the second play of the game, um, in the second play of the season. And then I made a mistake by holding on to him for basically eight more games of the year. And the hope then was immediately thinking the rest of my team is very weak. I probably will end up towards the bottom of the, of the standings. I don't really have a shot if I lose my number one pick at, um, in an eight man league at the championship. So let me hold on to David Johnson. Hopefully he'll be useful in the Sacco bowl, but he didn't come back. And so my team never recovered from that. It was a, a fatal error, yeah. um, and I ended up in the Sacco Bowl. But I also had the hardest schedule last season. So if someone did look and see points against, uh, I had 16, 23 p- points put up against me, um, whereas our champ only had 14, 68 um, points scored against him. And so there's obviously a big delta between the two. And, and I think that goes towards my initiative of, of making the schedules even out, which I, I brought up recently in the chat. But anyways, being Sacco is, is unfortunate. I have Anil Rubani to thank for uh, contributing the world's lamest punishment of all time as Sacco, <laughs> where I had to pay $100 to, um, as a punishment for being Sacco, which is, I mean, that's, that's pretty disappointing yeah. of, a, of a loss. Um, Sunil would call that his... Um, his bet for uh, pre-game who's going to score first. So, <laughs> so I think, you know, order of magnitude, there's much worse punishments out there. Um, and then obviously Chalkbar and I are both bitches, and so we decided to not even play the Sacco Bowl out, and we chopped the pot, and we each paid 50 bucks. Um, so, I mean, it sucked, but it could have been much worse. Obviously, the punishment is worse this year. Um, the league's learned. The punishment's getting better. Yep. Uh, and, like, also... Take shots at the, the last two Sackos that the league did have in, uh, in Naveed and Abbas, who True. basically couldn't even carry out the bare minimum punishments that the league did have then and, and quit over um, very, very small items. So 
I think I'm, I've been gracious and have fulfilled all of the duties of being Sacco, and honestly, it hasn't been terrible. I agree. I think you've been a great Sacco thus far. We did have that one incident about not getting the trophy on time, um, and we, we gave you extra time because you said <laughs> that uh, you were going on a trip that you were planning for your younger cousins, um, you know, pulled on our heartstrings, and we felt that. Then last week, there was something that came up that we needed to uh, get some clarification on. Um, it was said that that trip wasn't actually with your cousins, but in fact, it was with your girlfriend, Sarah. Can you please clarify to see who that trip was actually with and who you planned it for? Um, so that is, that is fake news. Okay. Um, the trip was with my cousins. You can go to Instagram and see the pictures of... Uh, of my trip on Instagram. Uh, that said, right before the trip was actually when Sarah and I went on our um, second date. Um, and so that's, um, that's kind of the timing of that. Um, but I was out of town. Unfortunately, didn't get the trophy to the champ on time, but I've, I've paid the consequences. Um, and so I think it's all fair and evened out now. Agreed, I think, uh, agree. uh, I think the cash that you paid up um, helps make the league more fun this year with the amount of money we can use for yep. the weekly payouts um, and the first and second place getting a little bit more than they normally do. Uh, we mentioned You mentioned your second date. I'm curious, how long did you wait until you told Sarah that you were Sacco? It's a good question. Um, so I think what people in the league often don't realize is our league has a resident gossip queen. <laughs> uh, and I think... I think people might know him as, you know, he's, he's taken off um, and taken under the personality of, of some others that he hangs around sometimes. Um, if you look in Jamathkana, there's, there's other people in his family who are part of a Panchat committee sometimes. And so obviously our, our own league has a president of a, a Panchat committee and he's plugged into all of the different networks. He's got, he's got so many sources in and around town and so many people he, he trades information with. But people forget that our very own Sunil Jamal is the president of the Panchat Committee um, in Sugarland, um, And so he's, he's kind of like Varys from Game of Thrones where he's got little birdies that go everywhere um, and share information and, and get information from other people. So long before I could even bring it up to Sarah, um, our, our dear friend Sunil had already sent a little birdie away to Sarah in New York to tell her that I was Sacco and how did I feel? How did she feel dating a Sacco? Um, it's obviously not something Sarah is uh, happy about. Um, she checks in routinely to make sure I've set my lineup and asks me if I will be Sacco again this year. Um, that's awesome. So it's something that's important. But I think what, what the takeaway actually is is um, keep your secrets close to the vest because um, we do have a Varus in our midst, a, a eunuch, a Sunilbi eunuch. <laughs> That's funny. How did you feel and how did you feel when uh, this Bunchot Committee president decided to announce you as a Sacco when walking in uh, on his wedding night? So I'll, I will give props to Sunil for, for that move. I think it was a, a strong move. Um, I think the greatest moment um, that resulted from that move was when... Uh, I went to say goodbye and thank you for having me to Sunil's dad, um, Hakim, <laughs> at the wedding. Um, and I said, all right, thanks for having me. And he said, ha ha, cello, ticket, cello, bye. Uh, and he said, tera naam kya Ho, bye, bye, Sacco. <laughs> and so that was, that was one of my favorite um, lasting memories from the wedding where um, Sunil's dad said bye to me as Sacco. 
Um, I thought it was a strong move. I, I had a feeling something like that was coming, so maybe that was or wasn't why my parents did or did not attend the wedding. <laughs> um, but that's, that's TBD. So I, I really wasn't expecting um, him to announce that or even Hawkeye to uh, call you that. That was, uh, that yeah, was well a great... Yeah, well played. Well played. Touche. That was great. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't think Sano planned out Hawkeye saying that. I think he did No, that no. I own. think it was organic, and I, yeah. I respect that, and yeah. I think it stuck. Uh, I definitely got a few comments, so <laughs> I respect the move. It was fun. Um, so last question in regards to Sacco, I, I think. Uh, last week, we heard Usman's take on who he thinks is going to be this year's Sacco. I'm curious, you know, it's only been one week, and a draft, of course, but who do you think is going to be this year's Sacco? That's a good question. Um, I think I'll be this year, Sacco. Oh, you're giving yourself a two-year term? I'm giving like myself the, a two-year term. That's like the easy way out. I feel like you just don't want to you know, call someone out. Well, if you think their team sucks, I mean, you say it. In a league where people uh, are reverse jinxing every five minutes, <laughs> um, this, this is probably the greatest reverse jinx of all time where I, okay. can, I can pick myself to be Sacco, and, yeah. and that's, that's my move there. How, how did you feel uh, last week when Usman had a hefty lead and decided that uh, he was going to not allow a reverse jinx and ask the fantasy gods not to allow one? Yeah, I, I kind of think of that as a little bit of a, a bitch move, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, from Usman, that's something that I expect where uh-huh. you've got, you know, 50-point lead and you're still out there, you know, shaking and shivering. I'm sure he was curled up in a blanket with... <laughs> You know, Medea consoling him, making sure he was okay. We've all seen him. He gets very nervous. Um, look, I think if I was in that situation, I would embrace the moment. I probably would have done what I've done in leagues before, yeah. where if I was up and I thought the margin of error was healthy, I've benched my players and basically sent a fuck you to my opponent and said, <laughs> I didn't even start two players and I still beat you by 30 points. But, you know, some people are, some people are men and, and some people are, are bitches, and, and I think we know which one Usman is. <laughs> Um, that's, that's great to hear. You know, we had the draft party at your house. Uh, I thought you did a great job hosting. What do you think of the draft? Um, you know, there's been a rumor going around for a few years now, and I wanted to go ahead and, and hear it directly from you. Um, people have been saying that you've either been using some type of system that you pay for, or you have some type of simulation that, you know, drafts for you. you care to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's bullshit. I mean, people saw me make trades live. People were walking around and saw me make my, my draft picks. So obviously there's nothing that's simulated if I'm making trades and making live draft picks. Um, so, I mean, it remains to be seen. Obviously, if I am paying somebody, I'm doing a terrible job based on, on last year. So I think people just, they believe what they want to believe, right? And it's a, it's a good conspiracy theory. It makes people feel good. So All it is right. what it is. Okay, well, straight from uh, Sacco there. I want to go ahead and do the week one recap. Going to start off with All Hail Bobby um, right here. And actually, before we move forward, it was brought to my attention that your last Sacco punishment is to change your team name to Sacco. Um, so I will contend against this. That is not That was not part of the punishment last year. That is part okay. of the punishment this year. Okay. And so I will not be changing my name well, to Sacco. Let, we'll take a look and, and see if uh, we can find it in the rules. Um, but if it is, uh, you're ha- more than of happy course, to. Of course, of course. If okay. it is, I'm more than happy to. Great. Um, well, anyways, you played your previous teammate, Usman. Um, it would be easy to compare the two of you to, you know, someone like Westbrook and Durant, but 
I think a more realistic comparison for the two of you would be Smush Parker and Kwame Brown. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he crushed you this week with the league high 184 points. At what point did you realize that you weren't going to win? And uh, how did it feel to start off the season losing out to him of all people? Yeah, no, good, good one. Um, I think very quickly I realized it wasn't going to be my day um, when Alvin Kamara um, had two touchdowns rushing and one touchdown receiving. Um, and then Tyreek Hill started um, the second set of games with a uh, kickoff return touchdown. I think it, it very quickly became obvious I did not have a chance. Um, and so it was one of those where it was, it was over before it started, so it didn't hurt, right? Yeah. If, if you lose by a couple points, it, it stings. If someone bends you over and gives you an ass whooping, it, you don't really pay attention to it after a while. So it was all right. All right, good response. Uh, next up was Bobby the Base God um, eating up digs in a blanket. You know, I've always thought it was a, it was a huge embarrassment if you can't hit 100 and... Mostin already did that week one, um, you know, but hey, uh, at least 94 was better than his bowling scores. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, the, uh, the base god who had some questionable picks in the draft, scored the third highest in week one and uh, got himself a win. Not only that, and I'm guilty of doing this too, I was really, really uh, shitting on his Baltimore defense pick. I think he picked that up really early, but they gave him 17 points, so a great win, Chalky. Um, you know, keep it up. Next up, uh, you know, the league was, was just filled with blowouts in week one. Um, the second blowout was Pimpin' Ain't Breezy versus Zen. Uh, we think Zen was losing this game on purpose just because he drafted players that wouldn't be playing for the first few weeks. Um, so Noah was quoted saying, I wasn't even nervous about this game. Knew I was going to win the whole time. It's funny that he thought he even had a chance. Glad I'll get to play him twice this year. Uh, you know, hopefully Zen can um, say some prayers for his team and get them back and healthy, a.k.a. ask Asif for some help. Um, and Sano will uh, continue to uh, dominate whoever he keeps playing um, if he keeps that up. My, uh, my, my under-the-radar pick for champ this year is Zane's team. To go for the 3 P, really? the first three-time manager of the, uh, to win a championship. And I think if you look at his bench... And he's got Will Fuller, uh-huh. game breaker. People forget that guy had, I think, six touchdowns or something like that, yep. averaging like 40 yards uh, on a catch or something crazy. Yeah. It's like every t- uh, catch is a touchdown. Mark Ingram and Julian Edelman all to return um, in the next weeks. coming weeks. Um, the I think first, it's four weeks, right? Four weeks. And so I think it is up to the league to deal him losses over the first four weeks to make it tough. But I think if he makes the playoffs – um, look out. You think he can sustain coming into the playoffs after being 0-4? Um, I think it's possible. I think if you look at the fact that I'm playing him this week um, and it's going to be a close matchup, um, we'll see what happens. But I think that's going to be one of the deciding factors is what happens this week and next week. And so if I can't, I can't take care of business, then um, you know, Zane and, and obviously us, we can't forget us. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but maybe I should say us and, yeah. and Zane will... Yeah. Um, will win another ring. Of course, that's so, alphabetical. I guess the, the real question is who gets to wear the third ring? Is it Does Asad get two because he does all of the work? Or, or does Zayn get to wear two because you know, he, he gets to put his name on it? I think they're actually kept in Asad's room. I've never seen you know, Zen have them inside the house. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's definitely the case. I mean, everyone knows he's the, he's the guy pulling the strings. Um, I think I like Usman's analogy of the puppet. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that definitely applies um, in this scenario. Nice, nice. 
Um, last matchup was Here to Zero versus me. Uh, fuck you, I know. Um, just, just kidding, man. Good game, bitch. Uh, <laughs> all three of his receivers killed it, averaging over 20 points. Um, the Vikings defense, Rams kicker, whose name I cannot pronounce, did an amazing, amazing job, too. Um, you know, my my guy that I think is going to win the championship is actually Anil. I'm not trying to jinx him or anything like that. He's got a solid team. Um, you know, Lamar Miller does really well when um, Watson's in. Uh, Drake, you never know. But uh, his receivers, that three-headed monsters, is just a lot to handle. Even as Kirk Cousins on the bench, I'm not even sure why he started Dalton, but it didn't even matter. Um, but no, great, great, te- great game. Um, his team's gonna be ready to light it up. Ooh, yeah, um, stack team. I agree. Yeah, like a light. Uh, my team's badass. Just needed the first week to find its groove, and now we're gonna get ready for it um, with week two. But before we do that, I want to get a little personal. Sacco, you just went to Africa. And then you went to New York, and then you went to Dallas for work. How were your trips, and how busy is your life right now? Um, the trips were good. Um, Africa was fun. Um, I, I obviously was able to go along the same timeline when our friend Sunil was there in Africa as well. Um, I saw he had a great trip as well, a honeymoon with his, um, his beautiful um, his beautiful wife, um, and definitely enjoyed my trip there. I think a lot of people thought I was actually vacationing with the two of them. So I got, I got quite a few DMs on my Instagram stories asking if I was traveling with uh, Sunil and Anisha, which I had to correct um, because obviously my picture-taking skills were, were much better than Sunil's. Oh. Uh, but no, Africa's great. I recommend it to everybody. I think um, if anyone and everyone has a chance to do a safari, they should once in their life. Um, I think Cape Town's an amazing place as well for people who like the outdoors and places like San Francisco and L.A. Oh, really? Uh, so know something about mosquitoes being on you at all times. Um, so that's more of a, a safari thing in East Africa. Um, we didn't have any issues with mosquitoes in the safari that we went to um, in South Africa. Um, and then Cape Town doesn't have an issue with, it, with mosquitoes at all. I think it's a East Africa is more grasslands, um, so lots, a lot more grass and water and um, wet areas, mosquitoes, obviously. Whereas um, Cape Town's a little bit more coastal, like South uh, San Francisco. So, okay. So you um, recommend Africa? Recommend Africa. Recommend Cape Town. Um, obviously, New York is fun. I had a chance to see Hamilton. So, oh, nice. um, how was that? It's great. It's. I know you've had a chance to watch it um, as well. Um, it, it definitely listen to the soundtrack now. I think recommend it to anyone who has a chance to watch it in Dallas when it's there in the spring. Um, and then uh, hung out in Dallas for a little bit. Shout out to Sunil and Anisha's hometown. Um, and uh, that was fun. But now I'm home for a few weeks. Excited to be home. Um, travel takes its toll, but it's, it's good to be back. Glad to have you back. Um, you know, one more personal question. So you have a great job. Um, but sometimes I feel like you're like Barney Stinson. You know, we don't know what exactly you do. So... What do you do? Um, so I work in investing. Um, so day to day, I look at small to mid-sized oil field service companies. So when people drill for oil, they have to use tools to do that. They have to use a drilling rig. They have to use things that go inside the well that help them do that. Um, there's lots of little different things that have to happen to make oil come out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of companies that help facilitate that process, and we invest in a lot of those companies that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and find companies that are small to medium size, um, that are you know an owner who started a business or a founder, help them take some cash off the table, grow their business, and then eventually we sell it to someone else. And so 
that's the plan. It's take a business, grow it, um, buy it for something and grow it and sell it to someone else for, you know, hopefully two times as much in three to five years. Awesome. Um, that's kind of the, the day to day. Sweet. Um, all right. Now back to fantasy. Yeah. Week two matchups. Who do you have winning for each game? Hog. All right. I'll start with my matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I will um, come up short against uh, Zen. Oh, don't say that. I think uh, I'll point it out. I think um, Josh Gordon um, will have a great game against that porous New Orleans defense that gave up 45 points to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Todd Gurley will tear it up against the Cardinals defense that's also mediocre. Christian McCaffrey with no Greg Olson, um, with Funchess, I think, uh, limited. Um, is basically the only weapon there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think his team will tear it up. I think uh, Dalvin Cook will have a, a bounce-back game from a mediocre performance in Week 1, and obviously he's got Mr. Discount double-check up top in a division game with Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings. So Might be hurt, though. Might be hurt, but um, we saw what he did hurt. Three touchdowns, 21-point comeback. So um, I'll take uh, Zane in, in the matchup against me. Um, yeah. Call it a reverse jinx. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Um, Bobby, the base god, and Chakbar versus Usman. This is, again, a, a battle of the, uh, the stepbrothers, the role models here. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with, uh, with Chakbar, actually. I think um, he squeaks it out. I think Joe Mixon um, playing right now on a Thursday, but let's see how that goes. Um, I think that'll be one to watch. I think Deshaun bounces back, has a big game. Um, uh, I think I think he'll surprise with uh, with some breakout performances and and it's fun to root against Usman. Um, so I'll, I'll go with uh, with Bobby the Base God. Usman's public enemy number one right now. He's been uh, getting on everyone's nerves. Yeah, he's probably the most ungracious champ the league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think even for people who are two time champions like Zane, mm-hmm. um, they're relatively modest um, and and nice about the fact that they won. Um, and I think Usman for someone who. You know, you can make the argument kind of lucked into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bit disappointing uh, the way he's kind of handled it. Ouch! But um, I guess you are taking on um, Mosin this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take you in that matchup. Okay. I think Mosin's nice. team is a is a bit weak. I don't like. Um, I don't really like uh, the team he's got. Leonard Fournette potentially injured this week. Kelsey didn't have a great game last week. Um, Houston defense looked mediocre last week. Um, but well, let's see. I mean, he's, he's taking a chance with Roethlisberger to bounce back against the Chiefs um, after a terrible week one. Um, and against the Browns, too. That was Yeah, exactly. And so maybe he'll break out against Kansas City. Um, Kansas City's got a pretty crappy defense, but... Let's see what happens. I, I, do like, um, I do like your team this week with uh, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen against Buffalo. We saw that Buffalo team get lit up last week, and so that'll be good. Cam Newton against the Falcons as well. He's going to have to do it all. So I'll take uh, Donish's team in this one. Nice. Um, and I think uh, our highlight matchup this week, in my opinion, um, Couldn't agree more. is uh, Sunil's team versus Anil. Um, and I think this one will be um, very close as well. Um, but I think uh, Anil's team will actually take care of business um, and even the score. So both of them will be one and one after, after two weeks. I think Anil's team's just got a lot of depth at the receiver level. This is actually, if you think about it, the matchup of the receivers. You got Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, uh, Mike Evans, and Juju Smith-Schuster going up against 
DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see whose receivers uh, win out. Um, both of them have pretty weak running backs. Obviously, Sunil's got James Conner. Um, thank you, Chakbar, for not taking care of business and picking up the backup. Yeah. Um, but, but we'll see what happens. I, I, in this one, I think I'm going to err this week on Anil taking care of business um, and going to 2-0 and um, and, and knocking uh, Sunil down to 1-1. One and one. I can actually see this being the championship matchup. Um, yeah. You know, James Conner obviously not going to go all the way through, I don't think. But regardless, I think Sunil's going to be able to, you know, fix that spot up somewhere later down the line. Freeman's not going to be healthy this week, I don't think. So I think Anil does take this one away. But, you know, by the end of the season, Freeman will be there dominating just like he always has. Um, calling it after week one, these two guys are going to be in the finals. Now, who wins? I don't know. But... Uh, I'm going to lean a no. If you had to pick a Sacco and a champion today, since no one asks you the questions, I'll ask you, who are, the, who are your front runners for Sacco and champ? Mm, Champ's going to be hero to zero. Um, you know, playing against him, maybe I focused more on his team than everyone else's, but those three wide receivers are dirty. You can call them the dirty wide receivers, dirty three if you want, but it, it's bad. It, it's hard to beat those three guys, especially when they're giving you 20 apiece. Um, front runner for Sacco, that's tough. Uh, you know, Mosin really botched up that first week under 100 points. Um, you know, I didn't pay attention too much to everyone's teams, but if I had to pick one, you don't get triple digits your first week. I gotta vote Mosin. Alrighty, that makes sense. Um, other than that, last piece of uh, um, topic or the last topic here, the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you paid attention, but your best friend Usman here, your Kwame Brown, spent $24 on Kittle. How'd you feel about that? How'd you feel about the rest of the waiver wires? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think he, he beat the second best bid um, of $11 by, uh, by 13 bucks, And so obviously he was adamant he was going to get the San Francisco tight end and blow you know, 25% of his fab wad on day one. Um, And so, I mean, TBD, if it pans out, um, it'll be interesting. I think it's always tough to spend that much money on a tight end, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when people always know tight end production is relatively um, volatile and you can't really think of them consistently. But maybe he'll prove us wrong. I think um, if I had to think of the the most interesting um, ones, I think Hero to Zero paying $11 for potentially a one-week rental in TJ Yeldon feels a bit expensive. I like Philip Lindsay. Um, that was a tie between myself and Sunil. I think he could emerge as the starting running back for Denver at six bucks. I think that's a steal, especially compared to a twenty-four dollar tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Cook, um, also an interesting six dollar win by uh, by Chalk Bar. Um, Jared Cook's an interesting one. Everyone knows he's athletic, but he's prone to putting up one good game or two good games a year, but never following it up. So. That'll be interesting. I think uh, the steal of the week potentially goes to Usman, picking up Kenny Stills as a free agent who went unclaimed off the waiver wire. Um, so I, I respect that. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to my boy Anil, who uh, was awake at 5.01 a.m. to pick up a player off of the off of free agency. And so shout out to the guys who are working the waiver wires 24 hours a day. Um, I respect the effort, um, and so so kudos to him. Nice. I'm actually expecting big things from Jared Cook. Um, you know, I think that six dollar pickup is great. I think that's going to take Chalky far. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, just like you said, 
guys that are staying there 24 7 5 a.m that's not easy that's that shows dedication and that's the type of work that you need to to win a championship here um from uh to everyone you know uh, that's the end of our podcast i hope that bobby blesses each and every one of you have a nice day